When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hello, here we go, it's the Copy Podcast. What is happening everyone, welcome back to the Copy Podcast, it is Mick and Christian once again to do another little Liverpool roundup show because we were bored and there's no footy to talk <laughs> about, there's no Liverpool for another couple of days so we thought we'd have a little chat about some loosely Liverpool related stuff. <laughs> How are you doing Christian lad? Yeah good, it's nice just to have a chat about Liverpool without thinking too much, just go with the flow I guess um, and you know it's it's nice as well because the the event in Norrköping is coming up this weekend so you will be in Sweden on Friday which is not far away so we're looking forward to that because we have been waiting for a I don't know, over a month now. So, yeah, you're looking forward to that. And then, obviously, uh, the Reds are back playing against my city away uh, on Saturday, which will be a massive game. So, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling good. Had this international break, um, you know, without any football, really, from my from my end. But now I'm really looking forward to the, the weekend that is coming up. Yeah, and like you said, it's only, only four days till I come over, five days till Liverpool are back. And I'm like... I don't know how I feel about it because Liverpool have had a. We've <laughs> said many times, like it's been a fucking mad season beating United seven 0 then getting beat by Bournemouth one nil was like the mm-hmm. the, <clears throat> the worst come down ever offer offer results and now you're like you're looking forward to Man City when we've got Chelsea and Arsenal and I'm like I'm probably looking forward to them more than I would be like I've said before like the smaller teams because we we at least raise our game for them but with the more you look at it like away Man City. Half twelve kickoff, mm. like oh Reds, just come on, just as long as everyone's fit and whatever, like like let's just try and <laughs> let's try and get a run of results together because, I mean, we we beat them earlier in the season and, and whatever, so and we know, like I said, we raise our games again, raise our game against these this type of a opposition because we know we know each other inside out, so it's kind of, but we both benefit, but it's still a, a really tough game, but it's gonna be a it's gonna be a hard one and then on on, on Saturday, but. We'll enjoy it regardless because we will be we'll be very, very lots of pints deep. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's the thing, and I said it before on the. I think I sort of said it on the previous show as well that I, normally I'd be nervous in you know ahead of these kind of games because they mean so much, and I just hate losing to City because they are cheating bastards. Uh-huh, I got that said as well, <laughs> <laughs> but this time I actually just want to you know foot f- foot is back and we we'll see how it goes, but. You know, whatever the result is, I will be having a fucking good time as well because we be catching up. We've been having our show in Norshaping, you know, on stage there in the pub, and you know there would be loads of people coming there to to listen to us and you know interact with us, so we can chat with them and have a good time in 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 uh, you obviously for you for your for your personal point of view, you coming to Sweden for the first time to you know experience Norshaping, which is a beautiful city in Sweden. Um, so it will be a great time, whatever the result is. If we lose, we lose, but we will still fucking party like it's you know. I was gonna say ninety ninety. <laughs> I think that's, that's all. I knew I knew you were gonna say nineteen ninety nine because that's the saying, isn't it? 
I don't know. I don't know why. Because no. '99, I was only ten. So I mean, I suppose I was like partying on like fucking. I don't know. Fanta was tra- or co- <laughs> co- Fanta. <laughs> yeah, wild party of fucking space raiders and, a, and an orange Fanta. Yeah, uh, but but you know, I, I will look forward to it, even if I will be nervous. But it will be a great week, and so you know, that's the thing. I, I'm, I'm more concerned about the games that comes afterwards, to be honest, because then I will be sat in my fucking sofa again, <laughs> biting my nails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it'll be a nice re- release for you to um, to be in a pub with a load of Liverpool fans going going yeah. crazy, hopefully, and um, yeah, hopefully celebrating what will be a, a boss Liverpool win. But we need to, I mean, even if even if Liverpool win that game, I'll be going into the Chelsea game like fucking hell. Yeah. What yeah. what Liverpool's going to turn up this time? No, it's like you've got you don't know what Liverpool's going to turn up, and I think that it's, I mean. I was going to say it's a bit exciting, but it's really not anymore. I'm really fucking sick of it. I just want Liverpool to be at least like half decent most of the time, just so we know what Liverpool is going to turn up because we need yeah. to turn up against these bigger sides, and it's going to be fucking, it's going to be difficult. But um, I mean, let, let's talk about the because we talked about City a little bit. We don't want to do too much because we're going to be doing that in in Sweden, like you said, Christian on on Saturday, and that we've got like a live link set up for for YouTube as well. So if you're listening. Um, which of course you are, because we don't we don't really, we don't do YouTube anymore. Then there will be a live link as well, which you can find on like our Twitter and Instagram and stuff on the day uh, to watch if you want to live. And there's, there'll be a live chat where you can put your comments in and questions or whatever else, and we'll try and look at them during the show if we can. Um, but let's talk about the uh, the Legends game because. I mean, it's it's got to that point where we're like, we've got no footy to talk about. We both don't really enjoy international <laughs> footy. Um, Lukaku scored like a fucking attrack against Sweden. Um, oh yeah, and I watched the game, and I'm I'm normally I don't to be honest, I'm I like you said, I'm not really into international football that way. I love obviously when Sweden play in the World Cup and Euros, and I know that you need to qualify for it. So you know that that's the thing. Like it's not like I'm oh they qualified, so now I'm gonna watch it. I I, I watched the World Cup of Euros normally in summertime i didn't watch the qatar one i got that said as well i didn't watch that too for many reasons um but for me you know it's a summer party the euros or the world world cup where you know from growing up playing football outside and watching your heroes in the sweden shirt or or even in england shirts when i was young as well um but then you know i got a little bit older and i'm more of a liverpool fan i love their club footy much more uh but then i actually sat down to watch watch this game because i thought you know it's a it's a new start as well you know sweden didn't went to the world cup i didn't watch it anyway now it's the euros qualification why not just sit down and they were shit and lukaku scored three and i was like nah no something that you know (laughs) it confirms for me that it's not for me fuck it (laughs) Yeah, I suppose it makes you feel a little bit better about Liverpool as well, because at least you know Liverpool might win a game. I mean, I mean, Sweden have got Sweden have got some good players. It's just like when I saw like the lineup, I was like, it's just like four four two Kulusevski and uh, Isaac or Isaac up up front, and it's like it's just proper like put on you. It's like it's like Salah for Egypt. Like it's like well, we're not going to put him on the wing because he's our best player, so put him up front, and it's like that's what Sweden are doing. Just put put all your best players up front and just hope that they can be. I mean, those two players are very fucking good. To be fair, like they're both, yeah. well, obviously and both. And Emil Forsberg, who plays in um, yeah uh, in Germany, he's, he's good as well. Uh, but uh, you know, there's a few good players. But uh, I think you know, Sweden has always been good as a collective. I know you know England always have you know difficulties to play us, but like we usually like draw, or even win. To be honest, like Sweden, England has this history of you know quite tight games and uh, you know playing for a draw. That's that's what happens. But 
you know, looking back to when I was young, watching, you know, the players, we had loads of really great players, like back in, you know, the 90s and early 2000s with Jungberg and Anders Svensson. You had Patrick Anderson who played in Barcelona and Bayern Munich, you know, in the back. You had, and Slatan came through, you know, you had, had quite good uh, players. But, you know, if you look now, there's, there's a mix of, you know, like you said, Isak and uh, Kulishevsky being very good as, you know, playing in Premier League and all that. But then you have a few players, you know, in the midfield and in the middle back, which you don't really, never really heard of if you're from another country or you're watching different yeah. footy it'd be like nah I don't know about them and they're not bad but it's not just the level that needed so uh, it's just it's just, it's just what it is you know you have to wait for generations sometimes to, you know uh, n- not everybody can be Slatan yeah well uh, and that's, that's it isn't it like you've got you've got the like, England's golden generation with like Lampard Gerrard Rooney Skulls fucking Terry that, Ferdinand Sol Campbell that have, know, yeah. that should have won should have won everything really, but it's like yeah. if you don't get the right manager or you don't have the right system or I don't know, whatever else yeah. like this England team now. I mean, I don't watch England. I watched England more back then and and before, like in the nineties and stuff. I don't watch them now. It's probably a better t- it's a better team now. Like in terms of like team spirit yeah. and whatever else. Like you had the stories about Carragher and and what Gerard going to England and not getting on with the United lads or not speaking to the Chelsea lads or the Arsenal lads and you'd all just stick together. It's different yeah. now. But actually, we're going to talk about the Legends game, but I think we'll save <laughs> that proper juicy, juicy uh, Legends game friendly stuff till the end because we might as well talk about Bellingham because we're talking about international footy. We're talking about yeah. England. <clears throat> Bellingham played, obviously, last night for, um, for England and then there was a, a nice little... Juicy moment at the end where Gerard and um, Jude Bellingham are basically saying they love each other like over and over for like a minute and a half. That's basically <laughs> what I heard. I was like, "Oh, I love you, Jude. I love you, Stevie." Basically, <laughs> uh, which was which was lovely to see, of course. But it only is like oh, I'm just like if this carries on, like it's like it looks like he's gonna he's gonna come here. Like all of the signs are saying, but it's just setting us up for like the biggest heartbreak. Yeah. Ever. But like some of the things like they were saying to each other, like he was saying, like, oh, I feel nervous. Like Bellingham was like, oh, I feel nervous. Now you put me on the spot by saying, like, Gerard's my idol. Gerard was like, oh, you're, you're better than me when I was 19. Like, look at his body. Oh, my God. I was like, <laughs> like fucking hell, lads. And like you said before we started recording, get a room. Like, just go and have a, just go and have a sesh somewhere nearby. I was like, get, get it out of your system and just get Jude to sign a little contract while you're in there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking! Hell. No, yeah. it's, nice. it's always nice to see it because obviously Gerard talked about it loads. Like he, get, he gets asked all the time when he's on BT Sport or whatever. They like, when if Dort- he was on the Dortmund game, he's like, "Oh, we yeah, have Bellingham. Get me a private jet. I'll fly over and I'll chat to yeah. him and tell him to sign for Liverpool." But it's, it's good. It's good signs that th- there's those little relationships. Obviously, Hendo and Trent are his mates and stuff, but. I don't want to get me hopes up, is what I'm saying, because it's like exactly. he's so expensive. He's so expensive. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. It's nice to see it because it means that you know he gets on with like the likes of Hendo and Trent, like you mentioned. And we we know that we've seen the photos, we've seen the films, and all that. But it's also nice to see you know a legend like Gerard, you know, talking about. Uh, Bellingham and the the way around as well in this interview because we 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 already knew that Bellingham has been looking up to Gerard since he was a kid. When Gerard played, uh, and rightly so, you know, when with loads of kids probably looked up to Gerard when they were kids and wanted to be him because if you played in midfield and you watched a player who could do everything on a football pitch, and and like Bellingham mentioned as well, you know, to win games by himself, to you know raise to raise the levels of the team that he played in as well because he didn't have the best players at times in Liverpool, but he still made them better by being the player he was. So you know, to have someone that 
you know, look up to Gerard and our mates with the, you know, um, players in, in our club. And also, Bellingham, like we have mentioned before in this show, you know, that um, that he seems to be a person that like takes on a challenge. Like, I, I, I want to be the talisman. I want to be the main man uh, at a club at, at, like Liverpool and become a legend by playing for them long term to win things and be the guy that they build a new team around or, you know, the new generation or whatever you like to say. Obviously, we've got young players, but he would be the you know new player on the... Um, in the midfield that, you know, everyone would be like, okay, they got Bellingham. So it seems like a way that he can actually be that guy. We can, he can get that challenge and task on up on his shoulders and he will actually, I think, you know, uh, be at the level to, to manage it uh, and to be capable of, of taking the role as the new Gerard because not many players have ever, you know, been able to be even near to do it. So that, that's really nice. But at the same time, like you said, Mick, it, it, he will be expensive. How are we coping in terms of going, you know, into a, you know, I wouldn't say like a, you know, a, a transfer bid war against Man City or whatever. But that's the thing. If if he wants Liverpool and Liverpool can manage to sort it out, we will sort it out in some way. So it's nice to see these little things. But at the same time, I'm, I'm, I'm like you. I don't want to get my hopes up because it will be a heartbreak and we might never be able to come back from it. <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? Because like, it's, I mean, I, I consider me and you like not like massively into transfers and stuff but when the, the prospect of like a a player who's not 20 till june and can come in and sort your midfield for 15 years or whatever um then it's like it's, it's amazing but we were talking about like a we might as well talk about the stat um michael reed uh or mike reed as i call him the the, the guy who comes on the stat show with me put up like a um a stat last night, which was basically about how many games Jude Bellingham's played at, at such a young age, which I thought was quite interesting. So he, he tweeted, Today is Jude Bellingham's 192nd senior game for club and country combined. Doesn't turn 20 till June for context. Senior appearances as teenagers. Uh, Wayne Rooney played 158. Michael Owen, 118. Raheem Sterling, 111. Bakayo Saka, 106. Robbie Fowler, 82. <clears throat> so the fact that he's played like for 80 more games than Owen, double the amount of games as Robbie Fowler, um, like even 30 more than Rooney. Like all these players are like teenage sensations and he's played a lot more than them already. Mm. And obviously people are then say, uh, quote tweeting and saying... Uh, these play- most of these players, or all most of the players that are still playing, didn't make it past twenty eight because of too many games, um, burnout, injuries, etc., etc., etc. I mean, so I, I mean, it's just it's just building on it's build on something that hasn't happened yet. Um, I mean, and Mike's a good guy. He's not like he's not trying to stare the pot. He's just he's just giving the numbers. But it's like if he does sign, then people are going to get this tweet and be like. Ah, oh, fucking hell! This is going to happen, and then like if he plays too many games, they're going <laughs> to no, be like, "Oh, there we go. He's playing too many games. Whatever else, he's going to be he's going to be fucked by the time he's twenty six and whatever." <laughs> but like, it's I think most of those players like footy's different now. Like we were talking about Michael Owen a little bit before we started recording, Fowler. Like they had bad injuries um, in a time where like sorting those injuries and um, yeah. I don't know operations and whatever, like the, the technology and, yeah. and the ability to do stuff at a 
a, a, a level for actual elite footballers and not just the everyday man is a lot different these days. So I think, I don't know, I'd hope to, I mean, if we signed him, I'd want him to play every game. But I just feel like we're getting into the realms and that, like, oh, what if he plays every game? And then, like, well, what if he misses this game because of injury? And it's like, we're talking about stuff that might not ever happen because it's, yeah, it's no. so far advanced. But I think it's, I think footy's a little bit different now in terms of um, injuries and stuff, isn't there? Yeah, and, you know, well, whatever, you know, what with Michael Owen, but, he, you know, I know that he said that, you know, if he, his first hamstring injury he was actually, you know, being treated properly, like with a proper operation and stuff, he probably would have come back in the same kind of shape that he was before that, but never had that. So he kind of attached wrongly in his own, his own, his own body, uh, you know, sorted it out for yeah. him and it, it attached wrongly, which meant he couldn't have the same pace anymore and because he did that, the, the other hamstring, but then he had that operation on that one and, you know, when it turned out fine. So he said, you know, if 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 he would have been today, it would have probably not have been a problem for him. So, like you said, football has been developing when it comes to taking care of all this kind of stuff. And yes, it might be a risk for you know for a young player that comes through that in an early age to play that many games that you know they burn out before even thirty. But then you can look at Messi, Ronaldo, Slatan, fucking Pepe is forty years old playing. I know he's a central defender, but you know they have played since they were you know in the 17, 18, 19 uh, years old. Uh, maybe not at the highest at the same time, like. You know, you've got Messi and Ronaldo doing it, obviously. But then you can look at them. You can look at Salah, who probably will play for a number of years, you know, if he doesn't pick up a bad injury because he takes care of himself. So it doesn't mean that, you know, just because you play many games when you're young, it means that you will burn out. It depends on a little bit of luck when it comes to injury, like what kind of body type you have and stuff Definitely. like that. But also, it's up to the player to take care of himself. You know, there's players that we know through history that they enjoy being football pro, but they also enjoy life and a little bit of, you know, a few berries and food. Yeah, but that's the thing. <laughs> like, if you had your professional career and you don't feel you want to go on anymore and you be on the ale, well, that's up to you. But, you know, some, some are, you know, like, James Milner, they played since they were 16 and hasn't fucking had a bevy all his life, like half a pint he said, and he said it tasted <laughs> fucking awful, and I'd be like, come on, mate, it's fucking beautiful. Uh, <laughs> but but it's, it's more like, you know, that's the way of being a professional football player if you want to be at the highest level as long as he's been. You know, that you know, sometimes luck, sometimes what you do with yourself. So, you know, uh, I, I'm just happy there are players around that are that talented and that we are linked with them and see what happens. I'm, I'm going to have to clip that when you just go, it's fucking beautiful. I'm going to have to clip that and just use it as like a little, um, I don't know, a meme whenever whenever someone scores. I'm just going to post that clip of you going, it's fucking beautiful. Oh. <laughs> oh, I love that. Uh, but yeah, it's nice to get linked with players of the quality. And if he loves like our best player of all time, in my opinion, then... It only and it only benefits us. Like I said, there's a song ready for him. That number eight's going to be vacant, probably. Yep. It's all it's all going that way, but we'd, we'd probably set for something that we don't want to happen, which he goes to someone else, which is is possible. Yeah, and like we've said before, we can just wait and see. There's nothing we can do as fans exactly. anyway. We can we can we can we can uh, choose to read into everything and become this like ah, oh, you know, getting fucking nervous, you know, Pointless. whenever it, there's a news news coming out about it. Or we can just be like, well, it's nice, and well, we'll see what happens anyway. Just have a bevy, enjoy, and then see. <laughs> Yeah, have a fucking beautiful bevy and calm down. Uh, but let's get stuck into the uh, lastly the the juicy the the most juicy stuff, which was the Legends game, <laughs> where we we're talking about Gerard. He was mm. like getting fully stuck in uh, into that one, and uh, it was yeah, it was it was a good day. I, I got the opportunity to go, which was 
which was nice. Always nice to see Gerard play footy. It's just not. It's just even yeah. at, even at forty two years of age, he's still just like he just wants to pick it up from halfway line, just spray those like thirty yard passes, forty yard passes, just perfectly. I think he got a couple wrong, but he's forty two now, so we can you can yeah. let him off for that. But I, I thought it was a good game to be fair. Um, I think the penalty was just hilarious. Martin Scale, by the way, fucking hell, what a player! I know he's like not long retired really but he was just a beast <laughs> obviously wins it and then <laughs> gets absolutely snapped it was like someone put a tweet someone i think like redman and um, posted a clip of, of of it or whatever or it might have been like lfc tv or whatever and like some guy was like oh <laughs> our football is back someone's won it high up the pitch a proper horrible tackle in the box the, the the pen's gone in. They've scored. They've ran over to the opposition crowd. They've been l- launching bottles at them. Our beautiful games back or something. I thought it was proper. I just absolutely <laughs> love that. But uh, Gerard doing that, I was like, it's like it's it's funny because like I I posted a clip on our socials and that. I think one fellow was like, um, it's just not very funny though, is it? And I was just like, why though? Like it's it, I know it's a friendly and whatever. I understand like it's all for charity and it was everyone went because it was for charity, of course, to in aid of all these amazing charities and stuff. But it's a game of footy. The lads on the pitch don't want to lose, so they're getting stuck in. The Celtic fans were giving him shit all game, like obviously because he was Rangers manager for what three years. Yeah, uh, and then he scores a goal. The league. He gets the opportunity to go and celebrate in front of them. Like, why the? F- I was hoping he- I would have been so disappointed if he would have just been like, I don't know, put his thumb up or whatever, and just been like, yeah, sound and walked off. Yeah. The fact that he did that was just like it was boss. It was that's what you that's what you want to see, especially in an international break. We've got foothold to watch. It was nice. It was yeah. a bit of joy. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's the thing. Like, it's a legends game, so it might not be be the most exciting exciting thing, you know, to to watch. But it's just up to you again. Like, you choose to watch you, you don't. So, you know, it's you don't have to be like, oh, but it's not that fun. But like, that's up to you if you don't like. It. <laughs> you know, yeah. I didn't watch it all. I, I just saw clips and stuff. But you know, I saw obviously on Twitter the Gerard penalty and the celebration, which was boss. And you know, I. I put up a tweet something about you know i had him I, I would like to have him in midfield against my city on saturday because i just think he looks boss playing football even like you said he's 42 you know he would do a great job anyway and then if we had a penalty and had to, he, he could score for us against my city that would be brilliant <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i loved it honestly it was just it was just proper and there was some proper meaty tackles flying in like um lewis garcia came on and still looked good as well um very silky Couple of times where it just reminded, I was just, I was just transported back to like, I don't know what year, like two thousand and I don't know whenever Garcia and Jarrow played alongside each other, two thousand six, is it two thousand six, two thousand seven, um, two thousand five, uh, and like Gerard was like, <laughs> even in a even like a friendly legends game, like Garcia was trying to feel like so Gerard pass it into him and then Garcia would try like a proper like intricate like through ball and they, they just have it back and I, there was a couple of times where Stevie was like Louis basically what the fuck are you doing like just keep it simple and I was like fucking hell like I think it was like tuna up at that tune up at that stage and he was like, absolutely giving him like loads of shit which was which which was funny and just showed you how much um how much they they loved they yeah. loved playing footy and even even at that age it's the winner's mentality that kicks in, I guess. You know that. You know, even if I would play just you know local footy now with people and you know try to win, I would fucking be screaming at people if they didn't you know keep it simple. You know, keep the ball. You know, 
clever or and simple passes, you know, and try to do stupid stuff. So I, I totally understand it, even though if it's it's different levels. But you know, as soon as you're on the pitch and you into the, that mode, it just kicks in the winner instinct that you don't want to lose and you want to win. And that's you know so grounded in a player like Gerard anyway. So I can I can understand that he gets annoyed when people try to do this little small things that doesn't work out. So yeah. <laughs> Good on him. <laughs> I know it was. I mean, unlike the likes of like Gary McAllister playing like 50, 58 years old, and he's still yeah. like, Fucking he, I think he said something like, "Oh, I was gonna play, I was gonna play half an hour, and then I was gonna play twenty, and then I was gonna play ten, and then I, and I thought I'll just play five instead." <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. It's fucking hell because there was a lot of running involved. Gerard didn't run that much. I don't think anyone. I think I think Scale probably ran the most. To be honest, Clavan was fucking left wing back at some at one point. He was just legging it up and down. I think it was Vignal left back, and then they switched to Clavan. And he was, just, he was just absolutely fucking rampaging down the left wing. I was like fucking hell, Lord, Lord and Savior Ranya Clavan. What a guy. Um, but yeah, I think. I think that kind of covers all the juicy topics that we've got at the minute in terms of not much happening, uh, no match for another five days. Um, but yeah, look, we're both looking forward to it, aren't we, Christian? Five more days, well, four more days till I, till I come over. Five more days till we um, get to have a, a boss party. It's going to be it's gonna be a good one, isn't it? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I'm just looking forward to this week going quite quick and then... Get on my little travels to North Shopping on the bus and the train, because uh, it's fucking, it's fucking, you know, uh, <laughs> madness the travels oh, at the moment with it, yeah, with the train and stuff. So I have to get a bus, I have to get a train, and then I have to go further than I normally should and stuff like that. But at the end, I will be there probably just before you, uh, if everything goes right, and then you come down, and then I'm just looking forward to the the moment where we like, all right, just have the first bevy at the pub, and then we go from there. And I will obviously teach you loads of Swedish stuff uh, and things like that yeah, as well. You <laughs> yeah, because I think I only know t- I only know tack at the minute, which is like I can't just be like I can't just I can't just say that. <laughs> you can say it every time you have ordered a pint and they give it to you. You can say tack, which is obviously thanks. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's easy. Yeah, that's one I'll never forget because it's like because it, it's like a longer version of tar, which we say. Yeah, but it's tack. Exactly. So yeah, tack. and you can nice and you can use uh, skull as well, which is obviously cheers. When you know, you know, having your pint, you say cheers to someone, then you can just go skull. Yeah, well, I've actually got like a copperberg glass here, and it says that on the back, skull. So I Ooh. know that one as well. So no two words, but I'll yeah. I'll be I'll be fucking. <laughs> you don't fluent. need more. <laughs> I'll be fluent. Come um, Saturday morning. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so just expecting. I'm just expecting to get there on Friday, and I'm just I'm just envisioning you like having like a pint of, a pint of Guinness in front of you with like low about like four empty pints of Guinness, an empty <laughs> plate where I can see like loads of food on, like all like all like food around your mouth, and you're just like half asleep on the on the table, like ah. Oh. I need to go to sleep. I've drank enough nah. too much. <laughs> no, what would never happen? I probably won't won't eat. I just have my Guinness because that's food in in one way in itself. Yeah, <laughs> so I only have that. But yeah, that's the thing. Like you probably don't need more than score and tack the first instance for the first day. But then when we get back after the weekend, then we have a normal show again. You know, when everything is back to normal, I I hope that we can have a whole show in just fluent Swedish then. <laughs> Fuck that. You know what? Because it's funny though. Because some, like sometimes, like if if you like, you obviously you do your own show as well. LF Story, LFC Stories podcast. Like if you sometimes you do them, and like if you've had like, um, like you've had like obviously I've been on it before, and so like Robbo and stuff. 
like when I've like listened to them and you're like doing like the intros and stuff, um, and even on other shows, I like I'm listening to it. Obviously, I can't understand the fucking word, but then I'll just say like Mick Moran, copy podcast, and like it's just it's just I'm like, oh, it's me. I was like, I don't know. he could be he could be saying he's a fucking prick. I hate him. He could be saying anything. I was like, I'd never I'd never know. That's all. I'll have to learn because obviously, if you're if you're chatting in Swedish to people at the event, and he's like. There's Mick, he's a prick. Don't tell him I said that. And everyone's just like, ha ha ha. And I'm just like, hi, right, everyone. Nice to see you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it won't happen. It won't happen. I, won't, I <laughs> would never do that. I would never do that. Uh, but yeah, it, uh, it, will, it will be fun. I'm looking forward to it. So, you know, hope hope that everyone that, you know, listen to us, if you have the chance, then, you know, go to YouTube on the day yeah. and, you know, go to Twitter and Instagram where we have uh, the link set up for it. And then you can watch it. Uh, hopefully everything will work out technically, technically. So, you know, it will be fine. So you can watch it uh, when, while it happens, while when Mick, you know, had a few more, you know, uh, pints too much and fall down the stage. <laughs> oh, don't say that. That's definitely nah, going to happen. Now. It would be, it, nah, it, it would be all right. The, 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 you know, the, the, the most amount of bevies will be after. So we will be fine. We have a few. We feel that, Play you know, feel nice, you know, have a nice show, talk uh, about LFC. And then afterwards we have a proper party. Good stuff. That's exactly what we'll be doing. And there's going to be, uh, we're going to be doing some giveaways from Jack Design. Um, but, if you want to buy some stuff from Jack Design, then get over to jackdesign.uk forward slash shop and you can basically buy whatever you want. But if you use the code COPPY10, you can get yourself 10% off. There's loads of good stuff on there. There's um, Corner Taken Quickly mugs. There's prints. There's Corner Taken Quickly prints as well. Uh, there's Man United um, Liverpool 7-0 prints. There's Kenny and Klopp badges. There is basically loads of fucking boss stuff. So if you want to go over there and enter the code COP by 10, you get yourself 10% off. But Christian, we've done a nice round half hour there, which I'm absolutely fucking shocked because when I wrote down what we could, what we were discussing, what we can talk about, I was like, right, that's probably going to take two minutes, two minutes, two minutes, two minutes. That's probably going to be an eight-minute show, maybe 10. Yeah, but Somehow then it's us. Managed. And, you know, I, I can talk forever and you, you're good at it as well. So, you know, it's, it's not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking hell. Because I've we've done shows sometimes, and like, um, I think it was Doug was like, "Well done on doing like a forty minute show on uh, like a, a fucking one nil loss or nil nil draw." I'm like, I don't know how we do it. I think we just like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just like it's a magic trick. Something we can somehow <laughs> manage to do it. Um, but yeah, nice one, everyone, for listening. We'll leave it there. Appreciate everyone's support. Uh, yeah, like Christian said, head over to our Twitter and. Instagram and act, which is copy podcast, and you can find the link for the for the YouTube uh, live show on Saturday. Um, but yeah, nice one, a nice one, Christian, for jumping on once again. And we'll see us all very, very soon. Up the Reds. Sports Social Podcast Network.